0: Good morning, Four Oaks Church. Pastor Paul here on a Friday, December 8th, 2023. So glad that you've joined us for this here, our last devotional of the week. We have been diving in to Matthew chapter 13, where Jesus is providing a commentary on the state of Israel's soul. Um, And he's doing this in the form of a series of teachings uh, or parables. So one of the things that we've seen in Matthew 1 through 12, as Jesus is making his case that he is the Messiah King, the long anointed one, the fulfillment of Old Testament prophecy, is that people have been responding in a variety of different ways. Some have scoffed, some have embraced him, some have uh, evaluated him from a distance. Um, others have been hostile to him, like the religious leaders, and we're we have to kind of grapple with how how can people observing the same person doing the same things, uh, same supernatural events, yet have such different responses? And Jesus uh, provides that answer by giving us a series of parables, and we've been looking at those over the last few weeks. The parable of the sower two weeks ago. The parable. Of the weeds last week, but this week we're we're camping out or have been camping out in three parables, short parables, that Jesus uses to teach us the nature of the kingdom. Okay. And and those three parables, of course, is the parable of the hidden treasure, the parable of the pearl pearl, a uh, parable of the pearl of great value, and the parable of the net. And and what here's here are the three things that we've essentially said about the kingdom. One, the, the, the kingdom is full of surprising joy, that, that when compared to what the world delivers, when we discover the truths of the kingdom, a whole new reality way of life is opened up for us, and there is unspeakable joy in that. Secondly, when we talk about the, the, the kingdom uh, as being of supreme value, we're, we're, we're talking about the fact that because it is of supreme value, there is no sacrifice too large that we should not make in order to secure um, the eternal blessings of God's kingdom. It's of supreme value and um, beyond anything that this world would have to offer. And then yesterday, the parable of the net, we saw how the kingdom is also sober business, right? Right. It's a sobering reality to remember that there's no neutrality in the kingdom. You are either um, in the realm of God's kingdom, his rule and reign, or you are opposed to it, and there are eternal consequences uh, to that place. And finally, we now get to the last two verses of our passage for this week. And it's the last thing Jesus is going to say about all of these parables, it's his way of wrapping things up, and let's read those verses, and then let's dig in. This is Matthew 13, verse 51. Have you understood all these things? And they said to him, yes. And he said to them, therefore, every scribe who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven is like a master of a house, who brings out of his treasure what is new and what is old. All right. This is going to take um, just a minute to to unpack because there's there's a lot here in, in a couple of short verses, and it begins with a question to his disciples. Jesus says, "Are you do you know what I'm talking about here? Have you understood these things?" And this comes in the privacy of their own personal instruction from Jesus, and they respond by saying, "Yes, we." we we get what you're driving at, okay? We understand why you've spoken in parables, we understand what's behind the parables, what they what they really mean. To which Jesus then makes a kind of a confounding, little confusing uh conclusion statement. He says, "Therefore, every scribe who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven is like a master of a house." Now, what what is he talking about? So Let's remember most of the time in the Gospel of Matthew when the word scribe is used, and it denotes this idea of teacher of the rabbinical law. It's used in a real negative sense, right? The scribes and the Pharisees. But here, um, Jesus seems to be pointing towards the fact that the problem is not with the scribal office, the problem is with the people who have inhabited that office, okay? And Jesus says there's actually going to be a new class of teachers, a new class of scribes, so to speak. And of course, I believe he's speaking about the disciples who go on to become the apostles who have been trained for the kingdom of heaven. So, in other words, part of the the dynamic with the religious leaders is that while they were the scribes, while they were the teachers of Israel, Um, they they remained closed off to Jesus in his proclamation of the coming of the kingdom of God. They derided it, they denounced it, they were embittered by it. And part of this related to the way they viewed the Old Testament, okay? And so this is what Jesus says the Old Testament is like. He says, therefore, every scribe who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven is like a master of a house who brings out of his treasure what is new and what is old, okay? For the Pharisee, and I I think what Jesus is referring to there, what is new is what is old. I think he's very much speaking what what is old is, of course, the Old Covenant, the Old Testament. And that Old Covenant is indeed a treasure. And as scribes of the Old Testament law, this treasure have been entrusted to these Pharisees and to these scribes, right? So far, so good. However, because the scribes failed to see what the Old Covenant was pointing to, that it was pointing to a spiritual kingdom of God, it was pointing to a Messiah, it was pointing to um, a greater promise and a greater fulfillment, okay? Um, There was for them no new treasure. All they had was the old. And because all they had was the old, and because their perspective was dimmed and limited, they didn't recognize the new for what it was. They, they were casting away their very own treasure that God was giving them in, in his son. The disciples, on the other hand, have come to see that, in fact, Jesus and his kingdom is the new treasure. It doesn't abolish the old covenant. It doesn't do away with the old covenant. Remember what Jesus says, I've come not to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. But what these disciples and God's people have come to learn is that the Old Testament was preparatory for the coming of Christ. It was fulfilled in him. It pointed to him. It looked to him. It's come to fruition in him. It's, it's it's announcing and forecasting the, the coming kingdom through God's Messiah, who is Jesus, of course. So when you put all that together, what is Jesus really saying? Jesus is saying the scribes have missed the complete point. All they have to offer is the old treasure, the old covenant. And in, off, in, no, in, in offering only that, okay, they have failed to sus- failed to see that the old covenant has been preparing for the new. You disciples, on the other hand, have been trained in the kingdom, and now you know the old is preparation for the new so that you can see that everything that's been forecasted and prophesied in the Old Testament is coming true in me. And so now, as the ministers of God, the new scribes of the covenant you have both old treasure to offer and the new, all right? And, and this speaks to so many different issues, okay? Well, one, one just basic one, of course, is that we wouldn't understand the new treasure apart from the old treasure, right? We, we, we can't understand rightly the new covenant apart from what is said in the old covenant, okay? We need more than the old covenant, But understand, we need more than the new, this may be not the right way to say it, to best understand the new covenant, we have to know what comes before. So a lot of times you might hear even pastor, uh, popular pastors, evangelical teachers say things like, we have to somehow figure out how to unhinge Jesus from the Old Testament, or untether um, the New Testament from the Old Testament. And... The the reason that is a problem is that the new covenant ends up becoming sort of malleable okay, in the hands of those who preach and teach it versus that being a treasure that's been entrusted directly to our teachers who now don't have the option of changing the message or not. They simply teach the whole counsel of God, the whole Bible, both the old and the new showing how the old is preparation for the new, how the old is fulfilled in the new, but you have to have the old package. So so it speaks to, to, to one group who might want to jettison all things in the Old Testament. On the other hand, it really speaks to those who see religion, like the Pharisees did, as an end to itself, that they valued Torah or the fulfillment of Torah or the, or the obedience to Torah even above God himself. And so in that way, the old treasure did not become a, a tool, a key to, to moving towards God. It, it became a, 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 a staging ground for them to practice their own righteousness, to show their righteousness uh, before others, to, to justify themselves. And ultimately, when you don't offer the old and the new you have nothing to offer at all. And so Jesus is wrapping all of this up. It's his way of saying, hey guys, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, do you wanna know where it is? It's right here. It's with me. And if you don't understand everything in relationship to me, you will understand nothing at all. And it's a, just a great reminder to us Whenever we feel like our vision of this life is clouded, that we are in doubt, that we are that things are unclear, that that we don't have clarity about the most important things, remember the the, the problem is not the world the problem is us, right? Um, the problem lies in the fact that we need the corrective lenses of the kingdom to fit over our eyes to show us that God, in fact, is in charge, that he's making all things new, that he's bringing all things together under his righteous rule and reign through the person and work of his son, Jesus Christ. And when we come to understand that, that it is God and his glory that's at the center of this kingdom and not us and our carnal desires, then everything begins to become much clearer much more quickly. And I think this is what Jesus is, is challenging, leaving this challenge with the disciples and the Pharisees with, is to embrace the old as a means of understanding the new and embracing the new as a means of understanding the old. All right, uh, we, took a, we took a dive off the deep end of the theological pool there, but I hope that made sense and resonated. Uh, regardless, we'll be back next week For our last week of devotionals, before taking a few weeks off for the Christmas break, we're going to be uh, finishing Matthew 13 and a little bit more, and that'll be this Monday. Hope to see you then. Lord, give us um, conviction and clarity about the nature of your kingdom, and that um, we we don't want to miss the kingdom um, because we've missed you. We've missed that you are the center of it, the fulfillment of it. Um, the, the center point of all of our hopes and expectations in this life. Lord, let us embrace you as the fulfillment of all of God's good, holy purposes in this life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks, everybody. Have a great weekend.